0: Welcome, everybody. It's the Rhino and Kurt Show back, coming to you live from the private room at Dust Smorgasbord Buffet. Uh, Today's issues we got my review of the Batman. We've got uh, Coach K's final game. We've got uh, White People Trend. We've got some throwback to the 90s on sports and a little top uh, Columbia food choice. Toronto, what's up, man? How's it going?
1: It's good man, it's good. Uh big day for you yesterday, coach K's final game in Cameron. In, I mean uh yeah, in Cameron Indoor, uh brought them all out. Hundreds of players, celebrities. Uh we'll talk about that. First, give me the breakdown. You know, you got a tradition with your nephew Grant. Y'all been doing this for about a decade checking out the new the new uh movies on the scene, a lot of uh the superhero type movies. Um so you went and checked out the Batman uh, give us a breakdown. What? What? And plus, more than that, just give us a breakdown. Of what's going to the movies like now? I don't think uh, many people have been to the movies in probably a couple of years. Uh, how much does it cost? Uh, they still is everything pretty much the same. Um, and plus, uh, you know, how was the show? Yeah, seem
0: seem to be back to normal at the movies. Uh, business as usual. Uh, maybe the tickets went up a little bit. It seemed to be about thirteen bucks a piece on the tickets, and between Basically, two tickets, uh, a Pepsi, and two popcorn, two Pepsi's, two popcorn. That was probably another thirty bucks, about, about sixty bucks at the movies. Uh, everybody, everybody seems to be back in the swing of things, looking for the big uh, blockbuster movie. But yeah, man, I, I like the movie. Um, it's getting good reviews. Uh, Robert Pattinson's fine, Batman. Um, it's a darker take, probably the darkest take on Batman. I won't get too deep into it but Batman's my my um, my superhero at all of these guys that's who I grew up with but uh I'd put it right under the Christian Bale Batman's I still like those the Christopher Nolan Christian Bale Batman movies without going too deep into it but good movies worth checking out I wouldn't advise taking like a kid under 10 to it. Good, good disclaimer.
1: Good disclaimer on the uh don't take your. Just looking out I'm just looking out for the kids man. Okay. So how crowded was it as far as like capacity well, in
0: the theater? We went to the four o'clock on Friday, you know, kind of beating the truck. It was it wasn't that crowded there, but the crowd was coming in as we were getting out. It's about a three hour movie, too. Wow.
1: Okay. So $13 at the, at the, at the uh, window. That's about I guess that's about normal. Um, whatever I haven't been in a while, I think the last one we went and saw was uh, Stars Born, that's how long it's been. We went to the uh, the Charlotte Theater where they bring you food and beer while you watch the movie, and uh, that's pretty annoying. Um, I know you're
0: big Lady Gaga fans, that doesn't am, surprise
1: me. I am, I, I, I honestly, uh, she has some great pipes. Uh, I enjoy <laughs> the uh. I enjoy the uh, Lady Rock every now and again, you know, sometimes, you know, the Miley Cyrus, the Lady Gaga, you know, every now and again, I'll belt one out on my ride uh, to work. But anyway, okay. The Batman Kirk gives it a two thumbs up. If you was interested, check it out. Uh, you know, get on out there. Don't take, uh, don't take the little youngins in there and added a little darkness to it. But uh, cool, cool. I'm glad uh, everything's getting back to normal um, I'm hoping we get on the road and uh, explore some more this year. We got our passports last year before this shutdown. We had a plan of trip to go to the Canada and then they closed the border. So we got a pass, you know, two passports we're looking to burn up and at least go somewhere and eat some food. Um, but uh cool cool. Um so the weekend, the whole ESPN uh you know was pretty much Focused on Coach K, last game Cameron Indoor brought back what man probably what 200 players or so. Um, brought out the stars. You had the Kim Jong, you had the uh, Jerry Seinfeld, Adam Silver, bunch of celebrities. Not only that, but then Shane Battier's and the Grand Heels and the laundry list of. Uh, who's who in Duke lore? Um, I'm hoping that Jerry Seinfeld had to spring for the ticket. I'm hoping they didn't give him, uh, you they, know, they said
0: points. his daughter goes to school there.
1: Oh, well, still, I hope at least he had to buy the ticket because you got, you know, we, we 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 saw uh reports of people paying up to seventy thousand dollars for a pair of tickets, Coach K first year at duke made $40,000 and somebody bought a pair of tickets yesterday for 39,000 so it's just to put it into perspective of a, a year's salary to watch duke play um their final cook's K's final game and lose which really probably is another kick in the balls but um you know you know good career five five national championships um you know 15 ACC championships something like that um you know a lot of all
0: Americans
1: yeah I mean the, the accolades are out there I, I put in the group last night I think he underachieved to a certain degree and that, that's not a that's not a disrespectful thing I know Jared took it as like be, be kicking Duke on there down but he's had a lot of dudes man he had a lot of you know number one recruiting classes and then even that the Zion year you know they didn't go as far as you might have thought and uh, losing to the Gamecocks in Greenville in 2017, um, I don't know. It just seems like looking back, you would think over a course of you know 30 years or so, maybe maybe 10 titles. But either way, good career. Um, always, you know, some people love them, some people hate them. For me, and you know, not having a uh, you know affiliation with either, I like the I like Duke. Um, I like the fact that they piss off a lot of people. I like that. Uh, Coach K has evolved over these years and not been that fiery Bobby Knight type. He's been more of that caring, a high five, clap it up, you know, more of a teacher than, a, than an asshole that he was his early years. So I got all respect for him. And I really honestly think that John Shire is going to step in and take it to the next level with some youth. Um, I mean, you know, so what, what's your take on this? You was more invested in this than me. This is your – I'm sure your your Saturday was a, around – this whole event, the game day, the interviews with ex players, JJ Shane, and all this here. So, what was, what was the whole day like for you, um, the only coach you've ever known to coach Duke University?
0: Yeah, I, w- I watched a lot of it all all morning, the um, game day, and one thing one thing that messed me up that uh, was it Texas Kansas game that was on before it that went to yeah. overtime. I right. wasn't aware all the all the ceremonies and stuff was on another channel, so I was. <laughs> usually they'd tell you that while you're watching the game so I didn't realize until it went to overtime that it was actually on another channel so I kind of missed a lot of the stuff I wanted to see before the game but uh but yeah overall I just enjoyed the whole thing seeing Wojo and Reddick and Leitner and Langdon, Grant Hill, all the guys man it was, it's cool just to see them come back and talk about Coach K's uh, effect on their life and uh, but, you know I think after that loss last night, uh, the the whole thing afterwards. Uh, Coach K, man, he came out and talked to, apologized for the loss, and you if when he kind of made some jokes about the team, and they showed the team over there, and you could tell they got chewed out after that game because there was no no smiles or anything. You could tell he would rather he would not even done that. Like you were, t- he was probably ready to run those guys for a little bit or something. I
1: feel like they, that this this post game ceremony saved him probably 20 more minutes of butt chewing and like we talked about, it probably saved them a lot of stadium steps or something. I'm sure he probably let them ride last night and they was back there this morning before we got up at 5.00 AM, you know, doing some, uh, doing some uh, baselines or something or tiger trails or yeah, he looked like, you know, he kind of softened up as it went when he got into the family thing, but immediately, like you said, he told the people, no, no cheering. We lost. This is disappointing. I apologize these guys over here got to do better and maybe it is a learning experience i don't think that one game changes anything i think if you win or lose i think i just don't there, i think there's holes in duke's game i think we've seen that all year um but there's holes in everybody's game cuz everybody's one and done there's no team with that with that uh you know experience like we used to see in the past yeah i think
0: just kind of, i mean going back to your uh, underachieving i feel like he's adapted the best out of old school guys into the new system. And even if you do have that top recruiting class every year, it's not like those guys stay. So you have to basically get 18 year olds every year and try to make a championship team and 64 game tournament, 64 team tournament. I mean, not many have done it better than John Wooden. And there were 16 teams in the tournaments back when he was winning them. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's true. I mean, I'm not knocking it. I just feel like, you know, uh, I don't know. I guess if I would have guessed and not really known, I would have said maybe eight or 10, but it's tough. Like you said, it is tough. The turnover, you know, back in the day, the, the, the value Duke had was they had the Elton Brand who would stay another year. They had, you know, the Reddicks and even Grayson Allen, you know, he stayed the next, you know, he stayed his four years. So you always had some leadership, but now it's just a stepping stone to the NBA. And, and now, even like the kid in, uh, at Ridgeview High School, He put out his top six where he may go, and the sixth one was the G League. You know, he may even just bypass it altogether and go straight to the G League, which is crazy to me, especially with the NIL. I feel like now players – we've had this whispers forever about players getting paid. Now they can legally get paid. So why wouldn't you go to Duke? But then again, I guess you're still held to a certain standard where in in the G League you could do whatever you want. What's your take going forward with Shire? What you what you thinking? I mean, I know they got a good recruiting class coming in. Who's going to replace Shire on the bench as that uh as his position. All right, I guess everybody I guess moves N- down. I guess
0: Nolan Smith moves moves right into the Shire spot, I would guess. It looks like, but uh, well, I don't who know. Goes, I, who goes on the back end to replace Because on the back end, I don't know. That's to be seen. Uh I would like to see uh Marshall Plumley come out of the uh Military and coming into that system, I think he'd be good.
1: Maybe you know it's funny, uh, looking, looking uh, in the crowd yesterday. There's a whole lot of options. You know, I don't a lot of options in the crowd. Yeah, I mean the thing is. Most of these guys are millionaires. You know, Battier, of course, you know, he's made his money. And J.J. is doing his own thing. And uh, wojo's has made plenty of money as a head coach. A lot of guys have been head coaches. I think there's 12 head coaches right now uh, in uh, Division One that have come off of uh, Coach case tree, plus several that are not coaching right now. So uh, I don't know. It would be interesting. I- I'm I'm not sure a guy that's got plenty of money wants to go back in at the bottom end, you know, Unless, unless coaching is a, a passion of his. So, uh, be interesting. I seen the, uh, the, uh, post non shaking hand of the Chris Carrawell to Hubert Davis. Uh, I wonder what that's going to lead to, uh, future wise. Um, I guess the I didn't even guess, notice that. Yeah. There was a big, big thing on the MSM page about how, uh, Hubert put his hand out to shake and Chris Carrawell just went around him. So I wonder if that'll be addressed or that'll be, push aside maybe they got some long-standing beef uh for the years um let's go ahead and do we'll go ahead and do uh if we're gonna do restaurants at the end we'll do duke right now the mountain rushmore plus one uh the top five you're starting five if you throw one out before, of the team, before
0: we get to that let's get into the the humor we had last night group texting about coach k's grandkids
1: uh i was going <laughs> last I, was, I didn't know if this was a i didn't know if you you know you, you ain't the most controversial fella so i was about it's, throwing out there. It's not controversial, there. man. It's just to anybody okay. watching. Well, well, tell everybody, tell everybody what you're talking about. We had a group text first, going first with we of all my, the wife, ceremony.
0: my wife even said, "Uh, her and Coach K's granddaughter, had a half shirt on, more or less. Uh, her belly and back and everything was exposed." My wife even said, "Her mama needs to be beat for letting her wear that to the ceremony." I mean, this is some guys, You know, end of it, a guy's what years, forty something, forty. 40-year career somewhere, man. And, uh, millions the, and millions. The, the, the grandkids got all like, backward hats, sweatpants, and the daughter. I don't know. I feel like just some khakis in the Coach K t-shirt would have been good enough, man. I mean, that that Coach K probably turned around in that speech and probably saw her. The first time he saw her that day was probably irate, I would think.
1: You got to think. You know, we we've gotten lax. You know, even when we were little, when you was going to church, you was wearing your Sunday best. You know, and now we're all right with you know wearing shorts and t shirts to church, which I guess is fine. You know, you can use what you want. But like you said, the Grand Skate Stage Sixteen channels are, are broadcasting this uh, from every angle, and you know, Papa Papa's you know being a rewarded and, and you know retired jerseys and the last game and national television. And you don't even make an effort to get like your top 20 outfit. You like you going to Dollar General to pick up some Clover Valley crackers or something. Yeah, it she looks like she was
0: going, she looked like she was going to Cassett Country store to get a couple of cart bait cartridges.
1: <laughs> That's exactly. And the other and the other one was dressed about as bad. And like you said, all the boys were dressed like they were going to the plex to jump around on the trampoline. It's like the none of the moms took any uh thought and they're like, wear a button-up shirt. You don't have to wear a tie. Wear a polo shirt. Wear a pair of You don't even have to wear that.
0: They could wear wore the the K-shirts that everybody else had on.
1: That's true. That's true. That was embarrassing. I don't know that people are as critical as we are, but they should be because that was a a bad look for uh, Coach K's. uh, I haven't checked the Twitter and stuff for that, but I guarantee something. There's got to be something on
0: the internet about that.
1: You would think so. People are kind of personal about jumping on kids, but they probably should jump on kids on that one. All right. Hopefully we see some residual effect of that since we brought it up. I'm sure uh, Covino and Rich will be talking about it on Tuesday <laughs> or Wednesday. That's usually how it goes. We bring up a subject and they knock it out mid- midweek. But uh throw me your Mount Rushmore. I- I'm interested to see how far you go back, how you space uh 1980s, mid-'80s to now. And who's your top five? Because I think the one I'm going to have is going to be a little different. But go ahead and shoot me for point guard, shooting guard, however you want to do your forwards, and then big man. I'm going to go point guard Hurley, even though
0: I I, I find it – I find it – you could go Jay Williams. I mean, I feel like when you look back at it, Jay Williams is kind of underrated, all he accomplished.
1: Jay Williams – Pretty great player of the year. Read, read, a quote, read a quote from a writer yesterday that said, Mike Krzyzewski said that Jay Williams was the best player he ever had. He was the best player he ever had. You, Even you though forget, he didn't play as long as Hurley like and it was, but he's the best player he ever had.
0: You forget how good he was and going into the NBA before his motorcycle accident and everything. He, he, he was like an Iverson type of player in college, I feel like. Score, point guard type of guy. But um, I'm going to go Hurley just because that's more my era. I mean, they were all my era, but I'm going Hurley. At two, I'm going J.J. Reddick. I know you could go Johnny Dawkins, um, but I'm going Reddick, the all-time leading scorer in school. Um, Then I'm going to go Grant Hill at my small forward, and I'm going to go Battier at um, power forward, and I'm going to go Leitner at center because he did play center. That's mine. I mean, I think that's pretty standard. Nothing shocking
1: there. I think it's standard, but I think what we what we, you know, and I'm with you. Uh, you know, like you said, all those guys are pretty interchangeable. You could even go Wojo if you wanted to. So Hurley leaves the school and assists for a career. He played the full four years, they were dominating. Um, Grand Hill, you got to go Grant Hill, you got to figure a place to put Leitner. I'm gonna tell you one, the Danny Ferry man is up there. Yeah. I think we I think we overlooked how good Danny Ferry was. Danny Ferry was like you know, pretty much like a Larry Bird type. You know, he could shoot uh, really well, and he evolved in the NBA is shooting the ball from the outside. The the, the the more hair he lost on top, the further his range went outside. It seemed like he got <laughs> further and further out on uh, shooting with the Cavs, and uh, he had a decent career and and a GM. Um, so I would, I'd like to fit Ferry in there somewhere, but like you said, man, you run up the court with Hurley or Jay Williams depending on maybe Jay Williams is more of the, of the newer style, but but Hurley was a stud in the eighties uh, to the nine, you know, that, that era, that first really winning era. Um, Tommy Amaker is another one, I guess you could throw in there, but I don't think he's as dynamic as either one of those guys. Uh, you are definitely going to throw JJ Redick in there. This game, this game has evolved into a shooting game and he's the, he's the best one out there. Um, definitely Leitner. And because there wasn't, I mean, who would you take if there were, if he was going true center? Would you take a Plumlee or a Sheldon Williams or Brand? Uh, no, Brand? Brand, I'd probably take Brand. Yeah, if you had to pick a traditional center, Brand and Boozer both played tough down low, but Brand was really good. I think Brand was probably the best traditional center. Uh, Leitner
0: played center that before Parks came
1: there, pretty much. Yeah, you know, he. Uh, but I mean, he went up against
0: what, Shaq and Mourning yeah. and stuff when they played.
1: I know, but. You know, it's just like the NBA now. You really don't have to have a center. It just depend, it depends on who you play. There's only two or three teams that's got a traditional center. You know, most of them you just got a big guy who's not very good. So, yeah. yeah night, I don't day. put – I wouldn't put a, a – I'm not going to put the one and done. I mean, I can't
0: put Zion over, over any of these four-year nah, guys. No. Nah. So. No,
1: nah, I can't put Zion over anything, man. Zion's stock, man, is just like this is done for me, man. I mean, he know.
0: wasn't – he wasn't Grayson Allen was the only active player there uh, – yesterday i'm not sure why
1: zion couldn't make the trip i i don't know what his deal is period like maybe you know he may be in a a state of confusion right now man because he's still young and he's got a lot of money but he hadn't really been involved uh with with the with the pelicans for a while and i'm sure he's catching a lot of hell down there and then they're making fun of him with the float with the fat float and all that kind of stuff but you know, I don't know. I don't know why he couldn't have been there. I don't know why a lot of those guys, I mean, you know, Grayson out Al, all these guys got plenty of money, even though R.J. Barrett, you know, plays with the Knicks. I'm sure he could have got on the jet stream and been there had he wanted to, but there's not as much connection when you're a one and done though, you know, yeah. you're not even, yeah, there. True. you're not even on campus for six or eight months. You're not really, you just there. The sole purpose you're there for is to get to the next level. So I kind of understand it. All right. Well, we'll see what they do in the tournament. The tournament start this week, and uh, ACC, SEC, and all that. Um, Gamecocks just they lost to Auburn. Clemson beat Virginia Tech. Uh, both of them teams are really going to need a, a deep run to make any any kind of tournament. I think Duke's looking like a two seed right now. We'll see what happens if teams in the uh, Big Ten or Big 12 win their conference, they might shuffle teams around. I think it really comes down to uh, there's some good Big Ten teams, but I don't know if they're the best. There's some good Big 12 teams, Baylor and and uh, uh, Oklahoma, Kansas, Texas Tech. Those teams have been playing pretty well. is really the only Pac-12 team that's got a shot. UCLA hasn't played well this year at all. Uh, I think Gonzaga's soft. They got that big – Chet kid that's like he looks like he looks like every white every center for most white high schools you know he's like 6'11 but he only weighs 175 you know a team like Baylor eat him alive down low a team like even North Carolina I think would body him up pretty good so it's gonna be interesting to see this week how it evolves and then I guess next Sunday it'll be the selection show yeah it should be yeah next Sunday it'll be the selection show and then that following Thursday we'll kick it off and you know, even though basketball is kind of watered down, it hasn't taken away. I think it's kind of added uh, the possibility of a team like Gulf Coast or somebody like that beating one of these teams like a Virginia or one of these – even like Duke. I mean, Duke's susceptible to getting beat or, any, or Gonzaga, any of these teams. Yeah, all, get all these, these teams, teams are.
0: All these top ten teams, man, they've all got these losses. You know the teams they shouldn't have lost to. So I mean, it's any you know one of these teams you know that's got a bunch of seniors always seem to do
1: good in the tournament. That's true, and that's that's what we'll see. That that makes it interesting, makes it fun. So looking forward to that. Um, now that there isn't uh, football, which is usually there's the games themselves, and then everything that's going on with the NFL and college, that gives us a lot more to talk about. Now that baseball is locked out. You know, we really don't go into the uh, minor sports. We're going to do a little thing, like kind of a a spark from what Kurt, Brian, and Jared do with their podcast, uh, going back. They go back in a week and a year. We're just going to go back in a year. So every week until stuff starts kicking back up, we're just going to go and summarize the championships, uh, the winners in a particular year. We're going to start with 90 because I think most people remember 90. We could go back to like 83, 84, but I don't think many people remember like you know, Jack Morrison, you know, Dr. J actually watched Dr. J and, and, um, and those things we know all about the bird and the magic, but it's not as familiar as these 90 and up for most of these guys. So we'll start with, uh, we'll start with the national championship since you got that Duke background UNLV, uh, beats Duke 103, 73, that, that UNLV team was, uh, was phenomenal. Um, Uh, Stacey Augman, Moses Scurry, Larry Johnson, Anderson Hunt. Um, That was a solid – that was a really, really solid basketball team that ends up playing Duke again the following season. But um, the number one seeds that year were UNLV, Michigan State, Oklahoma, and UConn. Back when UConn used to be a solid power. Uh, Matter of fact, the Clemson Tigers were a five seed that year. And they made it to the Sweet 16 before they got knocked out by UConn. Um, Dennis Scott, remember Dennis Scott shooting it up for Georgia Tech back in the day. He led the whole tournament in scoring. Anderson Hunt from UNLV was the MVP. Kurt, you remember this game? 1990? Yeah, I'm sure
0: you. Was a Duke <laughs> yeah, guy. I remember that one. That was a uh, not much of a game at all. That was a terrible game, a blowout, uh, which made the next year so much sweeter because uh, when they met up again in the Final Four, I don't think anybody thought they had a chance again. So that was actually probably one of the better, probably one of the best before the Duke-Kentucky thing. Actually, that I would say that was probably my favorite basketball moment watching college basketball. Because, I mean, yeah, the, the Leitner shot was great, but beating UNLV after getting blown out by 30 the year before, man, I remember just being ecstatic after that.
1: Yeah, I remember this, this game, I remember, and uh, I used to have – I used to have the old UNLV t shirt with all the jerseys, I grew out of that probably about 15 years ago with a fat belly. But <laughs> anyway, I had the uh, the little t shirt with UNLV, the shark on there because Jerry Tarkanian. Um, yeah, and 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 we'll talk about that championship in 91 next year for Duke, but yeah, I, I remember watching that thinking there's no ch- Duke has no chance at this game, they just got beat by 30 last year. Uh, UNLV is the same, but maybe that goes to show you what. Uh, coach K's about you know he changed it up and then they end up winning that game the following year we'll talk about that next week yeah we were um, we were young guys then too man what was, was that's probably like ninth and tenth grade right yeah right I was in ninth grade yeah ninth and tenth grade yeah, yeah I, re- I remember so.
0: well I remember the following year after Duke came back and won I remember just going out in my yard and playing basketball at like eleven thirty 30 at night
1: that's a good thing to do <laughs> well only other, only other really headline about this particular year in college basketball is Hank Gathers died. I and mean, you remember that? Oh, uh, Mary Mount, they were scoring a, like 100 a game. Him and Bo Kimball was, was a heck of a, a combination scoring. He died, and there was a lot of tribute that year. But uh, UNLV beats Duke by 30. And uh, that was how that year ended in college basketball. We'll jump over to the NBA, which the Pistons beat Portland 4-1 to one that year. Um, that Nasty Boys team, if you look down the line, was what bad team – Bad Boys. I, nasty Boys were a tag team. <laughs> no, Nasty Boys is the Reds' uh, bullpen. Bad Boys, yeah. I, was, <laughs> I got – the Reds won the World Series that year with Nasty Boys. My bad. Yeah, the Bad Boys. Yeah, but, I mean, it was more of a team deal. Like, you know, Isaiah Thomas would score – A good many points. I think we don't realize, don't remember how good of a scorer Isaiah Thomas was. I mean, in that five game series, he scored uh, 29 three times, but Lambeer, Blue Edwards, um, they lost Rick Mahorn that year to the Timberwolves, but Vinny Johnson. um, And then Dennis Robin took over for Rick Mahorn and became the defensive player of the year that year. That's where I think Dennis Robin pretty evolved into a solid stopper. you know what do you remember about that Pistons team?
0: Yeah, I I love that Pistons team, man, and and uh, everybody just had their role. Like Joe Dumars, you know, was fifty greatest players of all time when they had that list come out. I mean, he was he was the guy that did as much as you could do with Jordan in the playoffs. He was defense, not a stopper, but he did more than most, and and people forget how good a scorer he was. But I mean, they just had everybody: James, Buda, Edwards. Denny uh, Johnson, uh, all those guys, I man. John Sally.
1: Now, John Sally played a big role in all those championships too. And that Portland team was solid. I mean, you had Drexler, Terry Porter, Jerome Kersey, Cliff Robinson, Kevin Duckworth. I mean, they had a solid uh, yeah, Duckworth. Five.
0: huh? Yeah. Yeah. That Piston team would just beat people up, man. that's, and that's a lot of like what they talk about now, the younger generations, Uh the talent's probably better now, but just the toughness and, yeah, like what like we said
1: just, up until this point, right here. Jordan didn't do anything, you know. Yeah, you, you know, Jordan came in the league 84, he, he was in the league six years, didn't do anything. And you know, we kind of scan over that to look at the six championships, but he was in the league, you know, 14 years or so. And for six years, he didn't do anything, he didn't do anything in the east. He didn't beat Bird, he didn't beat uh the 76ers, he didn't beat the Pistons. So, there's yeah, some, it was that,
0: base, basically the 80s in the Eastern Conference. When we watched basketball in the 80s, it was – the Celtics were – and then the Pistons, you know, had to scrap and scrap until they finally overtook the Celtics. And eventually the Bulls, Bulls got a team together to take away these Pistons. But, man, these Pistons – those Piston teams were great.
1: That's a fact. All right, now since I brought it up, the Nasty Boys uh, is uh, – the, the, the Cincinnati, this is probably one of the most uh, – I don't even know, man. I don't even remember this World Series I remember it, but it's like anytime the Reds won it, it sucked to me. Because their teams were just so just, I don't know. They weren't star powered. You had the Reds on one side with the Lou Piniella as the manager. You had the A's, the Tony La Russa. They had just won the championship a few years earlier. Then they lost to the Dodgers and the Kirk Gibson. Uh, you know, Yank around second base. Um, you know, they had the Nasty Boys, Norm Charlton. Uh, Rob Dibble, Randy Myers. So once they got to the seventh inning, it was pretty much over. You know, their, their stud dude was uh, Eric Davis. He could do it all. Number 44, a skinny kid, uh, played center field, could play all over the outfield. Barry Larkin went to the Hall of Fame from this team. And your kid, uh, your boy uh, Chris Sabo, uh, was out there on third base with them big goggles in the, in the, in the, in the crew cup. Um, the A's had Conseco and McGuire. They acquired Willie McGee. Uh, which is one of my favorite players all the time. because I've never seen a guy who could walk pigeon toed and run as fast as he did. And then uh, Dave Stewart and uh, Dennis Eckersley, uh, they swept the A's. You know, was Ricky, sweep, was Ricky
0: Henderson on that A's team?
1: No, I think okay. that was one of them. He had jumped and then he kept. He it's like he was on a two year deal between them and the Yankees. He kept going back and forth. So he was on the championship team, and I guess it was '88. Um, Jose Rio was the MVP. Um, and it's just not a lot to say about uh, this, this championship. Eric Davis was a really good ball player. He was probably as good as any. He, were, Him and Daryl Strawberry were two really good uh, ball players in that late 80s, early 90s um, in the National League. Um, Barry Larkin I always thought was overrated as a shortstop. He didn't hit a lot. He's nowhere near a Cal Ripken or any of these guys that have power. He was good defensive, but he wasn't much better than Sean Dunstan in my opinion. So not a lot to talk about. There's not, not a lot of storylines on this one in 90. Um, the University of Georgia did win the College World Series that year. Um, so <clears throat> not many people probably remember that. But uh, they won the College World Series. So that's all about baseball we're going to talk about until baseball gets started. We'll jump into that football world. Uh, 49ers, San Francisco beats the crap out of Denver, 55-10. to 10, Joe Montana, Uh, five touchdowns, another MVP, Jerry Rice, three touchdowns. The interesting part about this is this is near the end of Joe Montana as the quarterback, uh, San Francisco, and uh, Bill Walsh have retired. George Seifert comes in, who in the future will coach uh, the Carolina Panthers, but they win that Super Bowl. The defense held uh, John Elway to 108 yards and two interceptions. What you remember about John Elway, uh, Kurt, I think we uh I I don't see I don't remember him being marketed like he probably would now. And I know the marketing wasn't the same, the social media aspect, Twitter whatever, but that dude won. I mean, he was the Michael Jordan of football in my opinion. You know, he went to he never lost a championship. He got a handful of rings. I wonder why Joe Montana wouldn't push more. Maybe none of those guys were. I think Jerry Rice wouldn't push as much as he should have been either. Those guys were the elite of the elite. And still, you could argue are the best of their position You know, 30 years later. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like
0: Joe Montana was marketed. I feel like Joe Montana was on a lot of commercials. I don't remember seeing Elway feel like I feel like Joe Montana was on LA Gear commercials. I could be wrong.
1: He had the boot. He had the shoe, the, the hiking boot. <laughs> The Joe Montana brand hiking boot. But I don't know if that was why he was playing or when he quit.
0: I'm not sure. Don't he's on Skechers commercials now, so.
1: Well, he's on uh <laughs> on the, one of them uh, the blue, blue blue emu, huh? <laughs> Copper uh, fit. Yeah, well, he's on that, and he's on some kind of. I can't remember. It ain't being gay. It's a, a different kind. Him and Ronnie Lott's in the same commercial, and they kind of make a joke about Ronnie Lott about to put some of that cream on uh on Joe Montana's groin or something goofy. Uh, but uh. I just don't know, man. I, I don't – like I said, it's a different era. We only had three channels back then. There wasn't no an NFL network. There was no red zone. So, maybe there just wasn't enough eyes on there. Uh,
0: Seems like that. Elway would have been perfect for a toothpaste
1: commercial. All them the teeth? 80s. Yeah. All them big teeth? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, him and Shannon Sharp, the only two guys I've ever seen, look like the mascot of their team. Um, they look They a <laughs> big, big horse head. They look like a Bronco. Um, so, San Francisco wins another championship. Not a lot of storylines around this. San Francisco wins five championships right there in that stretch from 81 to the night. Steve Young comes in, takes over. And those teams were peppered with Hall of Famers from Rathman and Roger Craig, um, Dwight Clark. uh, On the defensive side, Charles Haley, Deion Sanders, Ronnie Lott. Um, They just kept rotating good guys and there, guys you know you pick up a Deion sanders and that just makes you so much better charles haley won i think six championships between san francisco and uh, dallas so anyway we'll move to college football and this is the this is a interesting one this is the year that they split a national championship back before they actually played each other when colorado won the ap vote georgia tech won the upi vote and uh so georgia tech Got one more vote in that poll to end up being a split, um, which was interesting because, uh, you know, Georgia Tech had a rough season. I mean, they tied, they, it was 11 0 and 1. They tied North Carolina 13 to 3, I mean, 13 to 13. They only beat Virginia Tech 6 to 3. And, uh, so it was an interesting 11 0 and 1. And it was a year where the bowl set up. ACC plays Big Ten or Big 12 plays whoever. The no, one and two never play each other. And then you got to vote. So it's hard to tell. like this, would be, this would be... Was this the Colorado team that had the fifth down? No, that was a little later. That was with, uh, that was with um, the quarterback who ended up I didn't research
0: to... this, by the way, if you could huh? tell. <laughs> I didn't
1: research it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Um, no, that was uh, the kid who went to – I can't remember now. He went to Pittsburgh. You throw the fool at the ball. Now, this was the uh, Darren Hagan, Eric Biennami years. Eric Biennami, who's now the offensive coordinator at Kansas City, uh, he was actually an All American running back. Um, but they ended up beating Nebraska in the Citrus Bowl 45 31. Um, so they they get a split. Colorado ends up being 11 1 and 11 uh, 1 that year. They lost to Illinois 23 22. Um, and then they beat the hell out of Notre Dame. And, or they beat Notre Dame in the Orange Bowl 10-9. Back when 10-9 to 9 was a score of a football game. You know. But they had that, that controversy now, man. If you had voting and you split a national championship, Twitter would just melt, I feel yeah. like. With all the controversy we have now anyway, I think Twitter would just fall to pieces. Luckily, they didn't have Twitter back then. But this is uh, the year where Ty Detmer wins the Heisman. Um, Rocket Ishmael uh, is All-American. Sean Moore was the quarterback at Virginia and Herman Moore was the wide receiver uh, who ended up going to the lions um, and uh, doing big things with them. So it's a weird year. I think this is what kind of spurred the BCS to coming up and and changing the way we do things. So we don't have split national championships. I think we still had a a split BCS Sears trophy kind of thing with Southern Cal um, with Pete Carroll, but it, it wasn't, they didn't give Southern Cal that championship where this one here is a split. Bobby Ross, the coach of Georgia Tech was the coach of the year. And uh, so pretty cool. I didn't realize that was 90. I couldn't, my brain doesn't, doesn't go back and remember things like that, but. Um, We're getting old,
0: man. That didn't, all that doesn't seem that long ago. Yeah, man, that's 30, 32 years 32 ago years right ago. now.
1: Yeah. So that's all we got on that. That's what we're going to do every week. Next week will be 91. We'll go through the champions and college and pro football, NBA, uh, NCAA, and then uh, World Series in college. And then, uh, and, and, and if there's anything to talk about as far as the College World Series, we'll discuss it. It'll be a while before we get to 2010 and the Gamecocks, and then we'll talk about the Real World Series. But just a little throwback to filler until baseball gets back in here. And then the, these free agents start signing in, in uh, NFL. Aaron Rodgers is still a big topic that's out there, but there's really no uh, new information uh, going forward.
0: Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, I did hear a Charles Barkley quote that said, uh, "He he is the pretty girl that you have to tell is pretty. Every, tell them they're pretty every day."
1: Charles Barkley just that went, sounded about right. This he's right. Charles Barkley went off about three. Three, four quotes right in a row. He's like, he even said, "I'm making an executive decision for uh, TNT. We're not putting the Lakers on TV no more. They suck. We, I don't, we don't need them on there no more." And then he made a crack about uh that uh you know LeBron came out and said uh, he wants to play a year with Bronny, and uh, Charles said, "As bad as the Lakers are, Bronny could start right now on that roster." So. Uh, Charles is a steady. Charles wonders why he's not liked when he's seen. I guess he forgets things he says. Everybody hears. So when, you know, he rolls up on Jordan at the seventy-five best players of the century, and he wonders why Jordan don't even acknowledge him. Maybe that's why. You know, he's he. But I mean, that's his job too. Is is to uh, to say, you know, crazy things. One big topic, and I think you guys brought it up on y'all show in, in nineteen ninety. Mike Tyson was bigger than life. Was probably the biggest thing in sports uh, worldwide. He gets beat by Buster Douglas, um, which uh, sent his career into a spiral, and he was never the same. I feel like personally, Mike Tyson's not as good as we think. Remember him? I think he's a Ronda Rousey. I think he uh, he fought a bunch of opponents that were either old or not very good. He was dominating but I don't think he could have handled that error with Muhammad Ali and Foreman and all that. I The biggest I mean, thing
0: I remember from Mike Tyson in middle school was it was the whole thing of people paying $60 for pay-per-views that lasted 30 seconds. Right. Like, like they, they never saw a good
1: fight out of Mike Tyson, but well, that's, that's, the, that's
0: all I remember. That's mainly what I remember people talking about. Yeah, I got the fight. It didn't last 30 seconds.
1: Well, that's the comparison with Ronda Rousey. Her pay-per-views were like 15 seconds. And it's the same thing but the, co- the level of competition. Like he beat Michael Spinks in like 91 seconds, but Michael Spinks was past his prime. And it would have been interesting to see if those guys could have fought in the same era um, with a Muhammad Ali or with a yeah. even George Floyd. to compare it's, it's, it's impossible. It's impossible to compare errors. So that's our sports 1990s. There's probably a lot more tidbits. Uh, if you want to know what happened in music that year, hit these boys. Uh, uh Kurt, Jed, and Brian have a paging Rick D's podcast as well. And they run on down Apple
0: Podcasts lane. and Spotify, where all po- on podcasts are streamed. There you go. Hit the there. like hey. and subscribe button on that one, too. And this <laughs>
1: there, one. There you go. There you go. All right. So now we're going to talk about white people trends, I reckon. What's your take on the uh, nutritional tea, Kurt? What you think? What do you, what, what you know about it?
0: I've never had one. Um, but I see a lot of pictures of them on social media, people po- posing with them. So, uh, obviously, obviously it's a thing. This is your white people trend. You, you, this is, this is yours. You came up with, uh, I see the expensive coffees as well. Um, I'm a coffee guy, but, uh, it's mostly coffee at home. Uh, I do pay a little extra for certain, like I pay probably double what you would buy coffee, a bag of coffee at the grocery store. But It lasts me a month, so I'm not paying eight dollars a pop for anything to drink right now
1: how much, how much does the coffee at the circle k cost when you don't make it at home when you stop right there to, at the smile guess
0: probably it? like two bucks
1: okay two bucks that's reasonable i don't
0: know i've got. I've been making it at home
1: so. so you're a curate guy
0: no i'm not a curate guy I just got a coffee maker
1: oh, you know I coffee get like maker?
0: A, about a 14 dollar bag of well 12 ounce bag of coffee it lasts me about a month what brand I've experimented with the different coffees lately. I've tried the the Black Rifle, um, the caffeine and kilos, which is kind of a more weightlifting oh. promoted by weightlifters and whatnot. But yeah. I like this company called Bones Coffee because I drink it black, um, and it's got they've got different flavors. Man, they have got a lot of crazy flavors. It's no sugar to it, but like they, they have like French toast flavored and maple bacon. A lot of crazy flavors
1: man so it's flavored with no with no cream no, no sugar. sugar just yeah so it's not straight black it's got a little bit of a taste to it it's
0: got a taste to it but it's no sugar added to it so okay. you know they have right. like cin- cinnamon
1: bun and oh yeah. yeah that's about the only way i could drink it too i'm, I'm not a coffee guy but anyway the, the white people trend is uh the biggest thing to fuss about on facebook right now is like gas being 350 a gallon but and people pissed off about that but then they hold up a nutritional tea with collagen and, and all these other things in it for seven bucks, which if you do the math, it's $28 a gallon. So you're mad about $3 gas a gallon, but you'll pay for some uh, Skittles in, infused tea. And what really pisses me off or gets me, it doesn't really piss me off. I don't care what you do with your money. I just I just think you're a hypocrite when you fuss about one thing and you do the other is these protein, fruity pebble protein shakes, Which is absolutely no good for you. Uh, You know, you put Fruity Pebbles into anything, mix it up. And the biggest thing about protein is it's meant to, if you take the protein and go to the gym, it it works. It's like putting nitro in your car if you run your car, but if you go sit behind a desk, you're just going to get fat. And it looks like that's what most of you are doing. Um, you also spend money on Botox and everything else for your face that you, you know, the collagen tea ain't doing no good. If you spend a couple hundred a month getting shot up in the forehead, you can just drink a Mountain Dew. Um, it, it doesn't, doesn't seem like it's doing you much any good. Um, I just don't understand the price. Like, you know, there's a lot of options. Like you, even you right there with your bones, coffee circumvented the, the cost of how much it, you know, it costs out the window seven bucks, man. Uh, that's a lot for something that tastes like Skittles and probably doesn't have very much value. I've seen a lot of talk about it on social media about these places popping up and they're there just to pretty much push uh, whatever they're selling. Um, but, I, you know, fake outrage, <clears throat> fake outrage of uh, like gas prices. This gets me when you, you're drinking a $7 cup of coffee or $7 protein, something with Fruity Pebbles in it or the collagen tea, you um, You know, you can go to McDonald's and get a dollar tea. That's where I'm at. Um, So I don't know. We're mad about some things and we throw away money on others, but I guess we all do that. It's just funny, like you said, seeing it on social media makes me laugh um, that you're so proud that you're drinking collagen tea to go sit behind a desk uh, at work or the protein shake to go sit on your ass and gain about 20 pounds. It's not COVID weight. it's, uh, It's that protein shake you're paying extra to get fat just a, a PSA for me um Keep that's going, about I all. like this hey that's <laughs> enough for that uh you know I, I thought you was gonna come in. I did like the fact that you got uh, touching that. <laughs> some options I like the uh I didn't realize you, you went to the black rifle I've seen that a good bit I see it around town uh I see people online uh, talk about uh drinking it as well so I didn't know I didn't, I thought you were still going through the McDonald's and getting the uh coffee with a with the sugar and the cream and rolling on. I didn't know you was getting up and making it yourself. It's pretty pretty good information, uh, especially with the flavored coffee. You know, yeah. you wanna take away the sugar and the cream, you can add cinnamon butter flavored in there. And that's pretty good. Yep. Yeah. All right, well, the Mount Rushmore was gonna be Duke, but we're just gonna throw something out there. Um, top four Mount Rushmore restaurants when you're in Columbia. Y'all, you go out for for a date. Uh, you just go out for a day. Um, Where you stopping? And We probably got pretty much the same. This is what we, <laughs> you know, we, we pretty much in the same cycle. But uh, give me your top four, Kurt. What you, what you going with? I mean, I know two of them off the get-go. Yeah, I and guess. You're probably stressing. For, you might be stretching it for two or three. You can be around here if you brother. If you've got a spot nah, around here.
0: Okay. I'll go, uh... Cantina Seventy Six. What you eating there? Uh, tacos.
1: Okay. Some
0: chips and queso.
1: Me too. Um, Trace, Trace Ombres off the get go. Um, home Team Barbecue. What you getting there? Wings.
0: What? Whatever, man. Wings, uh, barbecue, whatever. Whatever. That's gonna turn my race my face red and raise my blood pressure <laughs> that day. <laughs>
1: that's true.
0: Maybe one of those uh, game changers.
1: Oh boy, okay.
0: Um, after that, I'm gonna go with mellow mushroom.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I like that bourbon place. Yep. Warmouth. War
1: Mouth. War Mouth.
0: The times I've been
1: there, I didn't figure you was gonna go with that one. I was gonna, I was saving that one for my personal. Oh, well, you,
0: you know, great minds. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I'm with you there. Like, uh, home team uh, was down in, uh, on the coast of Sullivan's Island. We've eaten down there, when we went on vacation and stuff. And uh, they came to Columbia. And, uh, you know, the barbecue's good, and the sides are really good. The hash is all right. The uh, collard greens and, and their sides are good. But their chicken wings, I think, are are very underrated. Or maybe they're not underrated, but they're really good. Um, they're like a dry rub. Yeah,
0: Alabama sauce.
1: Yeah. I mean, don't say that around Charles, you know, he ain't like nothing <laughs> with Alabama on or the white sauce. Yeah. The white sauce. Yeah. White sauce. But the wings are really good. Um, They got a good um setup in there. They got, you know, TVs, they got a bar. You can get one of them drinks that Kurt's talking about. They got draft beers and they got an outdoor section, which in South Carolina, once it gets past about may, you're not sitting outside unless you are just asking for trouble. But, that's one of mine, too. Um, right across the street, it's a place called Publico, probably one of the best Mexican restaurants in downtown. We go to Cantina, me and my daughter, uh, whenever we have a birthday or a special occasion. But Publico is solid, too. Um, it's pretty similar, and I enjoy that as well. If you've never been to the Warmouth, uh, you need to check it out. It's in the North Main, uh, on the end of North Main, heading toward like Elmwood. Really good barbecue, um, whole hog barbecue, hash, they have, uh, you know, they'll have random stuff on there, deviled eggs, and and uh, this, they got something different every day. It's not really a set menu. They always got something. They got quail, or they might have some kind of fish. But every time I've been, we've been, it's been really good, and that's solid. And then uh, I, my fourth, I'm just going to go with, like, a greaser, grease place. I love Max Burgers, Max on Laurel, Laurel Street. It's one of them top. Um, grill they cook on the, on the flat top, but man, it's greasy and it's good. And they got the old ladies like Mel's Diner in there, you know, that this old country ladies, but you get you a big old chili cheeseburger and grease is just falling out of there. There's a bunch of places downtown. No um, Name Deli is good. Um, I could, back when I worked downtown, they used to eat there all the time, um, but. That was probably my four, but if you hadn't tried to warm out to get in there, um, get some of that barbecue uh, plate, you can get it to go or eat in there and uh, I don't know, pretty solid. Looking forward to uh, now that this COVID s- appears to be over or, or whatever, to getting out and getting some more of that food. It's been a while, man. Uh, like me and you both are pretty much the same. Go to Columbia is so rare that you just go to cantina because that's the place you hadn't been in two months because you hadn't been to Columbia in two months you know, or your, you know, your wife or one of us picks it up when we're there to bring it home to eat. It's is such a rare, rare occasion. That place, Bourbon, you mentioned, I've only eaten there once. It's pretty solid as well. That, that Main Street area has grown up with some good food, but, uh, hoping to get out there, hoping to get to Charleston to get some Rodney Scott's barbecue, some Lewis yeah. barbecue. Um, it's been a while, man. It's, a uh, really missing out on eating food, which is probably a bad thing to say, but, yeah, that's what that's what we do. Getting up there, we like to. Yeah. All right, Kurt. If you ain't got nothing else, we done pretty much covered the Coach K uh, life lifespan of forty years. We covered the nineties. Um, we talked about the Batman. Kurt gives it two thumbs up. Thirteen bucks. Don't take the don't take the young minor with you. Make sure they're about. He hit it with the PG thirteen rating. Um, make sure you got a handful of cash though if you're gonna get. Big drink and big um, big popcorn I'm gonna set you back about a fifty dollar bill. Like I said, talked about the nineties, um, talked about <clears throat> overspending on tea. Kurt gave you some better options: Bones Coffee, Black Rifle Coffee, and then some of the best places we've eaten in Colombia. Some of our favorites, like I said, Home Team Barbecue, Cantina Publico, Check out the Warmouth. Until next week, we'll, we'll be talking hopefully about some baseball, hopefully about some uh, football free agency, and hopefully we eat something good this week as well. But we'll bring you the 1991 winners. We'll discuss that, and we'll start talking about the evolution of of Jordan and uh, some new stars and different sports. So until next week, for Curtis Keith.
0: Until next week, see you guys. Thanks for
1: listening.